0: hola mi amigos and welcome to the teed up podcast your one-stop shop for all your health fitness motivational and life needs i'm your host Triton atkins welcome back everyone to the podcast i feel like i have a Public, not published, but recorded an episode in like six months, but it's really only been last last week. School started this week, so been a little been a little busy. Little life update for you all. Um, so I transferred from my previous institution, the University of Pikeville, where there I was a collegiate athlete, played basketball, and did a whole full year there, two semesters worth, and through some talk with the family and through my own judgment, I decided to transfer out of there, and I am now currently at Ashland Community and Technical College, which is a local community college in my close to my city, and I'm going to finish my associates there, and from there, I plan on attending Moorhead State. So, I'm also outside right now on the back porch. It's a beautiful day. Not a cloud in sight. I wonder what that means. Not a cloud in sight. And I just turned around and my boys, oh no, 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 no. My boy and my girl, Junior and Rosie, join me on the porch here. Welcome. I need to get them on the episode one time, man. I wonder what they do. Ho hey, ho! Hey. <laughs> Alrighty, let's let's dive into what this episode is. Man, I'm breaking a sweat out here. But yeah, a little bit more on the life, real quick. Um, I recently got a job, and I've been doing that for it's my third week. I've been doing some cooking, some hibachi with Hibble Hibachi. Been absolutely loving it. Adam and Veronica, they. They are great. Um, you know, Hillyabachi is well known in the tri-state. And more tri, more than tri-state. They are. They treat me well. It's really fun too, to be honest. So I've been working, been schooling, been training. My I'm on week four. This week coming, I'm. Recording this on a Sunday. So this week coming will be week four of my half marathon prep. So mileage is going to start increasing just a little bit. And also here, my mom just joined me on the back porch here. Her eyes got a little big. It's okay, mom. They can't hear you. She's going to sit down right beside me and enjoy this beautiful day outside here. But. Let's get to the topic of this episode here. I just want to keep it light and do another book review here. I don't know if you guys are, you know, interested in these, but I like to do these just to give you all some insight on the books I read, and you know, maybe you decide to read it yourself. So let's dive right into it. The third book review on this channel we got is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. And there, this book is, it's different from other self-help books that you can read because this book doesn't focus on what you don't have. It wants you to focus on you and yourself in the moment and what is happening to you in the moment and how you can fix yourself in the moment as opposed to How you can, you know, develop your future like you read in um, other self-help books. So, the start of this book, you know, it says, the world is constantly telling you the path to a better life is more, more, and more. The key to a good life is giving an F about less. Like I said, this book is basically about living in a moment and not focusing on the concerns and what you lack for the future. So, it is, it's is—it's different from the 5AM Club and the um, Atomic Habits book because it really dives deep into, like I mentioned, your present life. Everything worthwhile in life is one through surmounting the associated negative experience. An example of that is like failure. when you fail in business that leads to better understanding of what's necessary for your success. And it's talking about if so basically not giving an F let me dive into that real quick not giving an F doesn't mean being different it just means being comfortable with being different. And if you find yourself giving an F about, you know, trivial or small situations in your life, like I know a ton of people can relate to this and social media does very well, very good with this, but if you find yourself giving an F about someone like say not liking your Instagram or Facebook post or you know, whatever it may be, then chances are you don't have much going on in your life to give an actual legitimate F about, right? And I just I will say in the introduction to this book, he really does light up with the F word. I don't cuss, so you're not going to be hearing me cussing this podcast. So sorry about that. If you guys are a little explicit or come here for some explicit content, this man does not provide that. But once you dive into the chapters and, like, the learning curve, he really, like, dials it down a little bit, so it gets a little bit better. <laughs> so chapter two basically talks about how happiness is a problem. And what that means is happiness is not a solvable equation. It's an It's an algorithm. some quotes that come from this book and this one comes from chapter two is don't hope for a life without problems that doesn't exist instead hope for a life full of good problems and like i said about happiness is not or happiness is a problem happiness actually comes from solving problems and whether you like it or not problems never stop they either get exchanged or upgraded but they will never stop no matter what you do no matter what you're doing there's always going to be something that comes up in your life and you just gotta take it take it on the chin and either you know like solve them or just like most people do just Try to ignore them and think that they're all going to get better. But in reality, if you don't face your fears and attack your problems firsthand, you're not going to get nowhere in life. And I know, especially athletes hear this a lot. You know, it goes into detail. It could be literally any aspect of your life. Fall in love with the process. Happiness. In order to obtain happiness, you must struggle. And in life, you are defined, your character, you're defined by what you're willing to struggle for. You know what I mean? Are you willing to struggle for that new car you want? Are you willing to struggle for that, you know, bodybuilding physique that you see all these other influencers have? Are you willing to suffer? Because let me tell you, they put the work in, but are you willing to put the work in? That's something to think about, right? Because like I said, happiness is a problem. That's what it all falls back on. And in life, the good thing is you get to choose your struggle. So, you know, you choose whether or not you want to endure that pain and go through all the trials and tribulations to getting to where you want to be. A little brief break here. I just want to come on here and say I hope everyone's having a great day here, because I I sure am. It's been a it's been a very very cool day. Very I shouldn't say cool. Very hot day. And I spent it with my family, and you know, to me, family time is the greatest time I absolutely cherish. Every single moment I get with every single member of my family. Yeah. you get the point i'm just kidding i'm just kidding my mom was beside me i just kidding and let's dive into the rest of the book here so chapters three all talk about chapter three is really really beneficial to me i think and it's talking about how you are not special not everyone is exceptional Entitlement is bad, awful, horrendous. It takes us down a road of thinking we are special because of traumatic events. And an example of that is you must um, see. You feel entitled because you think that since you. Uh let's see here. You know, since you broke your I don't know if this is gonna be a good example. Since you broke your ankle, you feel like you should be obligated to be entitled to No 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 let me let me give you a better example here. I've set up. You feel entitled because you won as as a high schooler, you were the, you played football, right? Just you played football. You did nothing. You All you did was play football. So you think that that makes you automatically entitled to being a coach for Little League or being a coach for Powderpuff or being a coach for anything football-related, really. Thinking that fantasy football, even. Thinking that you know it all because you played football. That's entitlement. Entitlement is horrible. In reality, well, entitlement also can deal with, like like I said, traumatic events like death in the family or car wreck, you know, events like that. But in reality, there are more people than just you that deal with the same exact stuff. Everyone mourns. Everyone deals with death. It's inevitable. You know, it's going to happen. To feeling good about yourself 24-7 and being entitled does and should not envy success in life. And let me tell you, it will, it will not, and it never will. And there was this analogy that they use in chapter four talking about suffering that i've never heard of before is about world war ii and this guy literally staying in the woods for over 30 years all because he was loyal that just was like what 30 plus years like he would ignore every like telegraph or whatever they was they called them to get a hold of them back in the day you know what I mean he would ignore that him and his like two other soldiers ignored all that for 30 years and they would like pick off random citizens who entered the woods it was pretty cool pretty cool to read about but so the value of suffering there are some poopy values those are (laughs) pleasure pleasure material success, always being right, that is crucial and staying positive. So just think about this real quick. What are your priorities in life? Do you have good values or do you have bad values? Our values determine our nature of problems and nature of our problems determine the quality of our life. If you want to change how you see your problems, you must change what you value and or how you measure success and failure. This all circles back to everything talked about in the introduction. This is some really good stuff. So some bad values, you know, like I said, there's some more that you can relate to or Manipulation, um, not being alone, being rich for the sake of being rich, and bad values are achieved externally, which means outside, and some good value examples, honesty, innovation, vulnerability, standing up for you, yourself, as well as others, humility, creativity, and Good values are achieved internally. Who would have guessed? And he goes on to say, like, deeper in the book, you're wrong about everything. And that really changes your perspective because certainty is the enemy of growth. Nothing is for certain unless it's already happened. Let that sink in. Nothing is for certain unless it's already happened. Don't search for certainty. Search for doubt. Now, you may be listening to this and be thinking, what? If that's you, you need to read this book. Because let me tell you. Also, this is something else that come from this chapter or deeper in the book right here. Everyone knows this quote right here. With great power comes great responsibility. Everyone's heard that. Mark Manson, though, switched power and responsibility around. So now, the correct interpretation, with great responsibility comes great power. That makes sense if you really, dive, really ponder on it. But back to searching for doubt. Our brains, they function in a very biased manner and we mistake what we see and hear so very often. So be open. I'm challenging you to be open to being wrong. That all dials back to to your good and bad values. Are you honest? How's your integrity? How's your pride? Be open to being wrong. That's how growth, Slash change takes place. And before you can change your, your bad values to good values. You must become uncertain of them. Like I said earlier. Certainty is the enemy of growth. Don't search for certainty. Search for doubt. Search for being wrong. Be open to it. Be open to the thought of it. And. It also goes on to say, like, there is little unique and special specialties about the problems you have. Don't measure yourself by thinking you're some stud who plays football, who, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not calling anybody, I'm just saying, don't, don't label yourself as, you know, some stud or a rising star phenom, you know what I mean? Instead, measure yourself with identities like student of the game. Instead of being, you know, a rising star or um, whatever. Measure yourself as, like, student of the game, student athlete, partner. You know, identities like that. Man, I'm sweating out here. And... If you want to move forward, you must fail. If there's ever anything you learn from this book or book review, if you don't fail, you're not growing. There's just so much good insight from this book that I would love to give to you all. But, you know, I don't want to. If you all want to read this, I don't want to, you know, spoil it all i just want to give you some pointers you know what i mean he also goes on to talk about how important it is to say no you know avoiding rejection or avoiding you know failures or problems in your life is just short-term pleasure if you're lying about whatever you're just getting short-term pleasure if you're lying about your grades to your parents that's just short-term pleasure. It's going to come out sooner or later. And this is this is really really something to think about if you're in a relationship. Rejection is a super important life skill. In relationships you must have boundaries. The difference between an unhealthy and a healthy relationship are one how well each person accepts responsibility, and two, the willingness of each person to reject or be rejected by their partner. Are you a victim or are you a saver? Victims find it hard to hold themselves accountable for their problems. Savers find it hard to stop taking responsibility for others' problems. Victors create more problems to solve it gets them attention or affection as a saver solves and solves, not because they care, but because they believe they need to fix what needs fixed in order to get the attention slash affair, or affair, affection they desire. Some examples of victim and savers. A victim will be like, this is my problem. You don't need to fix it for me. No, 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 no. I'm saying that wrong. An example of what a victim says to a saver is what they need to say. This is how you fix being a victim or a saver. If you're a victim, you need to say to a saver, this is my problem. You do not need to fix it for me. Just support me as I do. Vice versa, saver to victim. You're always blaming others for your own problems. Just deal with it yourself. And you may think that this is, like, very toxic. But both of those examples are, in their own ways, demonstrations of love. For a relationship to be healthy, both par- both parties must be able to say and hear no. Everybody always searches for the gratitude. Not gratitude. Everybody always searches for feeling good and accomplished in a relationship. Trust is the most important ingredient in a relationship. Yeah, fair. Without it, it doesn't mean anything. Trust can easily be broken. When the highest priority in a relationship is always making ourselves or partner feel good, then no one ever actually ends up feeling good. And I'll give you some examples of how to regain your trust when it's broken. You can regain it by your track record. You just rebuild it. And you know it's going to take, it take months, weeks, years, but it's not going to take a day. Words just do not work. You must compound with action and consistency. So what this book really boils down to is how more is not always better. Your values and metrics really shape how you value success or failure in your life. The importance of saying no, how uncertainty is the enemy of growth. Um, Talks about depth over breadth. If you don't understand what that means, that means like, Deepness over width. So just think of it that way. And I'll give you an example of that. Say you visit your first first country you've ever visited to. You're going to be like really on cloud nine. Like, wow, this is a culture shock. This is really cool. But when you versus when you visit your 20th country, it's just like another day in paradise. You know what I mean? And to end the book, last chapter, you die. Death is inevitable. Do not be afraid of it. Embrace it. Everyone dies. Confront the own reality of your mortality. Entitlement isolates us and destroys us. And that is exactly what I'm gonna leave y'all with for the subtle R of not giving an F. I hope everyone, you know, continues to have a great day or a great night or I hope I hope something goes good in your way, good in your favor today. Do a random act of kindness. If you're scared to send an email or text that person that text message or if you're scared to go for a new PR on Bench Press or if you're afraid to drive your car from school to home or if you just got your permit, you're afraid to drive from your house to get some ice cream, anything that you know falls in line of that, action. Just do it. Don't be afraid. Embrace it. Because once you embrace it, that's where growth is made. Search for that doubt. Search for that doubt. All righty, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. And I just want to thank you all for being supporters of this podcast. And that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, stay safe and be careful. T Bird. Oh!